When are you an American Express member? When you travel with the American Express Platinum Card and have access to Centurion lounges at over 40 locations worldwide, you're a member. When your American Express Platinum Card gets you seated at exclusive tables at renowned restaurants through Global Dining Access by Resi, you're a member. When you arrive at live events through dedicated American Express Card member entrances at select venues, yeah, you're a member. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. When something happens to your car, you might say, No! My car! But what you really need to say is something that can actually help. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Just like that, State Farm is there to help you file your claim right on the State Farm mobile app. So, just remember, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm, Bloomington, Illinois. This is Holly Fry from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV, like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander. With seating for up to eight passengers and available panoramic moonroof, you can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with the whole family. Check out more national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota. Let's go places. I love you. Let me talk about talk. Here we go. Uh. He said he living life as a gringo. Where you question, where you fit, and every time you mingle, they say you do this with not enough that. My rapping is really bad. <laughs> this life as a gringo. Yes, hello and welcome to another episode of Life as a Gringo. I am Dramos of course, and man, today's episode is is, is going to be based off of a a current event, and it's been uh, a really interesting story that I wanted to kind of dive into a little bit more than just doing you know our our Thursday trends uh, episode and kind of making a story. But I thought it it led to a bigger conversation, and that is what we saw happen with AOC at the Capitol and. The harassment that she received from from a man and and some of the kind of uh, tropes that he he spewed out there. Right. And we'll get into it when I, I, I talk about the story. But, you know, the the idea generally was this sexualization of, of AOC and him having no problem publicly yelling it on the steps of the of the Capitol. And many of the things he was saying are these sort of uh, stereotypical things that we hear about. Latin women, right? Talking about her physical appearance and calling her a, a a big booty Latina, things like that. And she brought up a lot of a lot of really good points. And one thing that she had talked about was this idea that you know other men who aren't you know misogynists like like this individual also need to step up and and express how wrong things like this are. And you know, like I've mentioned on the podcast a million and one times, I think at our core. Of, of life as a gringo it's all about pushing ourselves towards you know uh growth in every way possible right generational growth and and a part of that and i've talked about this a bunch as well is the idea of toxic masculinity or machismo culture and and how many of us as men were were brought up in that and brought up in thinking that certain behaviors were okay you know and i think it's up to people like myself and and this generation and the following generation to continue having these discussions about why it's wrong 
and, and, and putting ourselves in the place of, of, of our, our women out there who experience a level of harassment that I don't think any of us men could truly kind of wrap our, our, our brain around. You know, I mean, it's taken me well into my adult life to kind of really understand, you know, what many women go through just leaving their house on a regular basis, right? And, and the different dangers or, or fears that men sort of impose upon these women because they, they feel like they, they can, they want to express even at the very least attraction, right? And they feel this right to, to uh, make somebody else feel uncomfortable. And, and generally speaking, it's, it's women. It's based upon this sort of, you know, toxic masculine culture that we have where men feel like they can sort of do whatever they want without any repercussions, right? And I want to dive into it from, from a few different angles, but I just thought it would be an interesting kind of conversation. Again, an opportunity for, for growth and, and hopefully an opportunity for women to be seen. And also as just like on a lighter note, like, man, what the fuck are we doing? You know what I'm saying? Like there are, there are so many different ways I think that you can, uh, you know, get the interest of a woman. And I don't think, you know, borderline sexually harassing them in various circumstances in life is, is uh, the most effective way that you're going to get the attention of the, the woman that you seek. So we'll, we'll talk a bit about that. I'll, I'll kind of talk a bit, I guess, like I feel like my own experiences growing up with friends and what was sort of considered to be the norm. Uh, and then we'll do a bit of a deep dive before that into some, you know, kind of opinion pieces of, of Latin women and, and sort of what they feel has become the norm for uh, you know, the stereotypes that they face and, and in media and in, in society in general and how that has begun to affect Latin women uh, and on an everyday basis as they go across their, their, their normal life, just, you know, living their, their daily lives and how a lot of these stereotypes, like we saw with AOC, you know, essentially walking to work and then is harassed by this this dude and, uh, and everybody kind of views it like it's okay. You know, this police officer standing there and nobody does anything. And again, we'll, we'll get into it a bit deeper, but you know, it's it's a it's a glaring example of sort of the normalcy of, of actions like this and, and what women have to go through when they're just living their, their everyday life, you know, walking into into work. So I wanted to dive into that. Uh, no ask a gringo segment for today's show. Uh, to be completely honest, I've had a, a bit of a family emergency, so I didn't have a chance to have that part of the episode put together. Uh, my grandfather, unfortunately, is in the hospital. And uh, my parents had to fly out to Puerto Rico to to go see him on a whim. So I've been helping them kind of get everything together over here to to help make that process a lot easier. So I apologize for uh, I'm not delivering a half ass show, but there I did want to get you know y'all's opinion. Maybe we'll follow it up in our Thursday Trends episode. But that that part of the show did get away from me just trying to bounce all of this out. Uh, and if you were looking for uh, today's show, you might have seen that it came in a little bit later than usual. But you know, wanted to make sure I, I I'm very transparent with y'all and let you know what I have going on, and didn't want you to think I'm I'm, I'm half-assing it over here. I'm just trying to balance everything out. Now, with that said, I do want to get into this topic. I'm really interested in, in talking about it. So let's kind of dive into some opinion pieces and also this AOC story a little bit, uh, and just the general conversation of the Latina stereotype that seems to affect. The way that that women in our community are are perceived, uh, you know, in a in a negative way, or the way that they're sexualized, and I want to kind of dive into a bit of that mindset, and we'll do it in a segment we call "For the People in the Back." Say a lot for the people in the back.
All right, so for anybody not familiar, you had uh, a video that, that came out that AOC had posted. It was her walking uh, up the steps of the Capitol building, I believe it was. And you had this this guy sort of heckling or harassing her as she was walking up. And he's filming himself, and this is in public. There's a lot of people around. And he's yelling things like, uh, my favorite big booty Latina, AOC. And then he also says, hot, 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 like a tamale. And and again, he's filming himself and is is apparently proud of these comments. It doesn't see anything wrong with them. And of course, you know, he's he's probably one of these these guys who's on the other side of the aisle who is just trying to get viral fame and and is is just trying to cause a, a stir. But, you know, the brashness of somebody filming himself saying things like that, these sort of stereotypes that we hear about uh, are, are Latin women. And then also seeing police officers there and them not sort of even you know, stepping the way and telling this guy to just get the fuck out of here, you know, them, them allowing this to happen. And you had uh, D.C. police later on say that they did, you know, check this man's ID for uh, an abundance of caution, you know, this, that and the third. But, you know, as a man, you would think somebody would just kind of step in and be like, listen, bro, like, get the fuck out of here. Stop harassing this poor woman as she walks to work, like and, and saying these disgusting things. And I think it was it was really fascinating. You, you obviously had AOC speaking out about it and talking about the toxicness of this and and how women have to unfortunately experience many things like this and and she was also talking about how you know it's sad that men feel like conversations like this one are okay that commenting you know commenting on a woman's body like this is okay the, the sexualization of a woman in this way is okay right somebody that you don't even know and again having no shame when it comes to filming yourself and, and obviously putting it out there publicly and and I just thought it, it led to this bigger conversation about machismo and toxic uh, masculinity. And, and obviously, this guy was a, a white guy for anybody who, who wasn't following. And it's it's interesting. A lot of these sort of stereotypes that come into play when it comes to Latin women and and also the sexualization of Latin women. Right. Because oftentimes our our women, you know, uh, maybe and I'm just generally speaking here, you know, curvaceous right and have certain body types you know and and uh, obviously that's not all of our women but the ones who let's say get placed in front of media and, and and things like that you know are the ones who sort of fit this this stereotype and i have a few different articles i'm going to reference but one that i thought was really interesting was by sylvia lopez and it's for the uh women's uh media center and and the article is titled too hot to handle the dangers of the spicy latina stereotype right and and it talks a lot about, you know, women in media. And and uh, ironically, I had been watching Modern Family with my girlfriend recently. And uh, this article talks about uh, Sofia Vergara um, and and sort of this role that she plays in, in that show as sort of just like the, uh, you know, the comedic relief, but also the visual relief. You know, she is kind of the the, you know, sexual re- uh, relief in that show. Right. Adds that that sexualness to to a show that is is very much you know about family and, and things like that and wouldn't have that aspect of it without her right and and i'm gonna kind of jump around a little bit in some of the things that she says but uh paraphrasing she also talks about why it's it goes beyond representation right because obviously you have sophia as representation on that show and it's a beautiful thing but it also leads to you know the the question of is that type of uh representation a positive one, right? Because it reinforces many negative stereotypes and reinforces the sexualization of the women in our community, which then, of course, you know, 
can lead to harassment from from men and unwanted advances and all that we we hear, you know. And also when it comes to the women themselves, you know, the things that they internalize about themselves. Now, uh, pulling a, a quote from this article from Sylvia, she says, quote, when young people, especially young women in the process of developing their identities, see women whose nationality or ethnicity they identify with being constantly sexualized, it's harmful. In fact, studies show that sexualization of this kind is linked to mental health disorders, body dysmorphia, low self-esteem, and impaired cognitive performance. In addition to people's perception of themselves, such stereotypes also influence others' perception of those groups. Stereotypes like the, quote, spicy Latina are proven to increase rates of dating violence, victimization, and acceptance, as well as sexual harassment towards young women. If we present Latina women as objectified sexual creatures, it follows that viewers will internalize this image and project it into their life. And I think a lot is is said there, right? They're touching on the idea that uh, it may make women who, you know, can relate to seeing a Latina on TV, uh, but maybe don't have the same features of, of somebody like Sophia, you know, then feeling bad about themselves and like there's something wrong with them, right? That they don't fit in with what they're supposed to be, you know, uh, or the the sexualization of it, you know, and and then men uh, viewing, you know, these features as as, you know, hypersexualized, then leads to like, like this article says, you know, increased rates of, of violence towards women uh, and, and sexual harassment, you know, and, and the, the stereotype she talks about this spicy Latina, right? That's literally, you know, what this dude was going off of, right? Hot, 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 like a tamale, right? Like, like it shows you how this mindset has been bled into society. And then you have white dudes like this one, you know, uh, just being complete douchebags. And, and sadly, it's a pretty normal occurrence for, for many men speaking to a woman like this and, and feeling okay harassing a woman like this. And I think that it it takes away a bit of the softness of, of a woman, right? And it takes away a bit of that respect for a woman because they've been sexualized by the media, right? They've been shown that their value is that of a sexual nature. And I'm not trying to be overly woke here. I, I just think that, you know, we, we've seen it. And that's why, you know, there are increased rates of, of you know, uh, harassment or violence towards towards Latin women. And it's, it's because of the culture that has been created uh, around these stereotypes that, you know, these these women and, and our women from from our communities, you know, that their value is of a sexual nature. You know what I mean? And then going on to another article here from the Arizona State Press, and it's entitled Opinion. Society needs to stop sexualizing Latina women. It's written by Annalisa Valdez. And she pulls a, a quote here. And she says, uh, People frame Latino women in media in a more sexual way. And this is said by Hannah Mason, a freshman studying nonprofit leadership and management. She says, quote, I saw people objectifying them because of both their race and because they were women. And obviously, every woman gets objectified to a certain extent in just our day to day lives. But I thought it was in a more intense way. And then the article, Annalisa goes on to say that a common stereotype placed upon Latinas is that we are promiscuous hot-headed and completely clueless when it comes to social cues because we're from another culture. And I'll pause here, and I think that late leads itself to the controversy when it comes to uh, Sophia's character in Modern Family, right? Because she kind of checks all of those stereotypical boxes. And then back to this article, Annalise says, quote, and modern media has not helped dispel these harmful stereotypes either. According to the research article, sexualization in U.S. Latina and white girls 
preferred children television programs, Latina characters in mainstream media are often marginalized and sexualized in a centuries-old process of exoticizing or tropicalizing Latinas, right? And that was a bit of a, a mouthful, that, that article name, but I, I think the concept there proves the, the point as well, right? The idea that media and, and society as a whole have just continued to reinforce this, this age-old notion about you know, Latina's place, right? And and also sort of created this um idea that that idea of exoticizing, right? You know, uh where where men are are then looking to sort of almost collect a Latin woman, you know, a, a night with a Latin woman because they want to be able to check that box of having, you know, an experience with this quote unquote exotic, you know, woman, right? And and again, it it then impairs the value that somebody is placing upon women from our community, you know, be because they again are are just sort of viewed as as having value because they check a certain box, right? And and that you know their their only their only positive contribution is in a, a sexual manner, right? And when you talk about the idea of Latin women being hotheads and and all these different things, it's like okay, that that reinforces this notion that like. You know, you probably don't want to date a Latina. You just want to have sex with her, right? And I'm not trying to make this, you know, in an over, uh, I don't know, I want to say over serious conversation because it is it is a serious one, you know. But but I think uh, it, it's important to kind of point out the the tropes that we see, right, and the the stereotypes that we see, and 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 modern media being a a huge part of that. And again, this this guy that we saw with AOC, his interaction, literally was like a fucking, you know, textbook reaction to what you would would think, you know, kind of having read these opinion pieces, you know, he he literally is falling in line with with what, you know, these two women are talking about in their in their blog posts, you know, uh and, and he's showing it. Like literally, you know, calling AOC a big booty Latina, you know, and 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 going off of that that stereotype of Latin women, you know, having uh having big butts, you know, and then hot like a tamale, you know what I mean? Like like this idea of her being spicy in her her you know, demeanor and things like that, right? And and that puts somebody like her in danger at the end of the day, right? Because this happened obviously on the steps of the Capitol, and it's a very public place. It happened in broad daylight, um, and she has people around her, and you would hope she has security with her and things like that. But how many women has this happened to in 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 situations you know where it wasn't? you know, so, so sort of, uh, public, right. And, and maybe it happened in, in the streets in, in, you know, in a city somewhere. Right. And they were walking by themselves and some dude is just harassing a woman in the same type of way. Right. And that brings in now this level of, of fear that this woman has. And it's not because of anything that she is doing, but instead because of these stereotypes that society has created around the women of our community. And I say all of this, you know, uh, leading into kind of, what us as men have to also be able to recognize, because I think women are well aware of this, right? You know, they, they, they've had this lived experience and it's us men that are oftentimes ignorant to what they go through and what their daily experiences are, myself included. You know, it, it really has taken a lot of conversations with, with my, my girlfriend to realize sort of, you know, much of the toxic and, and just scary, you know, be, things that she has had to go through just being a woman of color in this world, right? And things that I'm not 
aware of or, or things that as a as a guy that I could sort of brush off as like, you know, oh, somebody was just being stupid or being an asshole, but that's it. You know, and, and then now having to see the other side of it, her being like, yeah, you can say that, but it's a scary situation if I'm by myself as a woman and somebody is not leaving me alone. They're not listening to me, uh, you know, telling them I'm not interested. Right. I, I don't want, you know, to to hear their advances. You know, they're they're continuing on. And, and you know, I think as as men, we, we have to recognize, you know, our role in this and, and stand up when it when it happens, you know, and and understand that we have to protect our women and and teach our our daughters you know uh their their value and their worth outside of this and and to um you know not allow them to to um you know feel some sort of way about themselves that they have to sort of live up to this stereotype that that society has deemed is their their main value in this world right and again uh when you talk about raising your sons it's like raising them to to treat women with respect and care, and especially when you're talking about women from your community, understanding the burden that they go through and, and recognizing that uh, and, and teaching our, our kids just to be better, right? Again, that's that generational growth concept. I wasn't taught, you know, these things per se. I, I was taught to show people with respect and, and you know, my, my father is not a misogynist by, by any stretch of the imagination, but, you know, I wasn't intentionally taught these lessons, you know what I mean? In, in the same way that I'd like to pass them on to my, my son, you know, I wasn't shown what women actually really go through on a, on a regular basis, you know, and, and while I've never been to this extreme, I think I've definitely participated in toxic masculinity, uh, you know, just by the, the byproduct of my peers growing up and what I learned from them, right? And I think that's a good place to kind of pause for a second, because I want to kind of dive into it a bit from a more personal perspective in our Mehent, the segment. But, uh, but first, let's take a quick break and then we'll be right back. Hola, ¿qué tal? This is Cheekies from the Cheekies and Chill podcast. For whatever reason, or absolutely no reason at all, sometimes we all just need some time to turn off and get away. A lot of times on the My Cultura podcast network, our storytellers share their adventures and tips for living our best lives. And why not? With the Delta Sky Miles Platinum American Express card, you can easily check off all those dreamy destinations, como la playa que viste en ese show, or climbing that mountain on your screensaver. I see you. No matter what kind of traveler you are, and no matter the reason, the Delta Sky Miles Platinum American Express card is the way to go. If you travel, you know. When something happens to your car, you might say, But what you really need to say is something that can actually help. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. And just like that, State Farm is there to help you file your claim right on the State Farm mobile app. So just remember, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm, Bloomington, Illinois. Residents at Brightview Senior Living Communities enjoy enhanced possibilities, independence, and choice. Brightview Dulles Corner in Herndon and Brightview, Great Falls, offer vibrant senior independent living, assisted living, and memory care services through various daily programs and cultural events. Chef-prepared meals, safety and security, transportation, resort-style amenities, and high-quality care. Everything you need is here. Discover more at brightviewseniorliving.com. Equal housing opportunity. All right, so 
we're we're talking about this whole idea of of the sexualization of women specifically from our community and then you know how the media ha- has created this narrative that that often can put women in danger or at least in uncomfortable positions or uh, make them have weird perceptions about themselves but i want to talk about on the flip side as a man because i think that's in an important conversation to be had is how we are contributing to this and we're contributing to a, a toxic culture that leaves our women feeling unsafe or, or uh, you know, not feeling great about themselves, right? And um, and I I want to kind of uh, dive into it from a few different angles. I mean, first and foremost, on a lighter note, I would love to to have a story from a a, a dude that like they told me at some point in time when catcalling fucking worked for them, right? Like we've all seen it. We all have some sort of friend who believes that they could be yelling at women from across the street and they're gonna get said woman right they're going to pick up this woman they're going to fall madly in love with them because they're yelling at them uh across the street about you know how attractive they are or whatever you know and we've all seen it especially if you live in a city i know in new york city it's a regular thing for women to be catcalled by you know random men that have nothing better to do than stand outside in the fucking heat or in the cold yelling at women as they pass by right and i've never seen it work I, i've had friends who maybe this was their their mo at, at different points when i was younger in life and i've never really seen it work i mean i've seen some of the asshole behavior work in in night in clubs and things like that when i'm out with friends and and i think that you know this is a a bit of a conversation to be had about why women are attracted to to these kinds of men and i think that's a conversation maybe for a different time but i think it probably does lend itself a bit to society telling women what their value is right so rather than making men have to act correctly and again i'm generalizing here on certain circumstances i know there are many women who have their head out straight and uh you know refuse to be treated any less than what they deserve but you know this idea of, of the asshole type of dude who, who treats a woman badly and, and still gets her you know i think that is that toxic part about the mindset that is created for women when they feel like their main value is their their body or their there's you know their their sexuality is the value that they bring to the table right you know and that's what uh, is being celebrated. So therefore they should be leaning into that, right? So leaning into a guy who is being misogynistic and is really just expressing his interest in her physically rather than trying to actually woo her, right? And I think, you know, this this all comes with maturity. I think as we all grow up, we all understand different approaches in life and get more clear on the things that we want, right? But I think there is a psychological aspect that gets created in in that mindset, you know? And, and then on the flip side, uh, more focusing on on men, you know, I, I realize as as we grow up and the things that are deemed cool and the things that our friends are doing are oftentimes incredibly toxic, right? The way that we view women, the way that we view our interactions with women as a as a game and and sort of viewing them almost like, you know, uh, a, a collectible that you want to just, you know, add to your 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 uh, list of things that you have, right? You know, I want to uh, be physical with this type of woman. Now I want this type of woman, right? And not viewing them as whole people, but solely viewing them as, as uh, you know, a sexual creature that you're you're just trying to get your rocks off with, right? And then you end up treating them as such, and and not showing them respect and and the you know the softness and the care that you you should with a woman. And again, specifically, I'm uh, speaking to to our community, right? Because we're only reinforcing the negative stereotypes the world has has given us and and i just think it's something to to be mindful of you know when it comes to the idea of sex and it comes to the idea of interacting with the opposite sex and dating you know many of our educations don't come from 
from in the house, but it comes from the our peers, the people we grew up around, the things we see on TV, right? And much of that is incredibly toxic and has us recreating these really terrible situations that are honestly beneath all of us. But when it comes to women, puts them in in a position where they can be potentially in danger, you know, or at least at the very least be made to feel uncomfortable, which, you know, still alerts that sort of danger part of of your your psyche and your your brain, you know. And I think uh, you know, it, it only again then reinforces some of that negative psychology that that women have. I mean, on, on the Thursday Trends episode last week, we we're talking about, you know, the idea that that society and media has created these unrealistic expectations for for women and it plays into that psychology that their value comes from uh being found sexually attractive right and that's and that's a, again really toxic way to think and 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 uh you know we as men only reinforce this idea in many times our treatment of women particularly like i said uh you know earlier in our our younger years and i think it's something just to be to be mindful of you know I, I, I want us all to be better. You know what I mean? I don't want us to have to keep using the excuse of, well, we didn't know better. The reality is these conversations we had, you're listening to this, you know, I'm, I'm pointing out flaws in, in all of us, many of us men and how we grew up, you know, so we, we do know better, right? And we should take pride in being better. We should take pride in creating a world, a society and, and a community uh, where our women feel protected and, and valued, right? And, and we should want to create that world. And again, all about breaking those generational curses. And I think this is one of those those big ones, you know. And I think for me, in the relationship that I'm in now and and the way that my my girlfriend has been able to verbalize and communicate many of these things to me, you know, you don't realize as a man the amount of sort of harassment and danger that a woman faces on a regular basis at the hands of of men. And I think we as men can easily kind of brush it off and you can look at an AOC thing and be like, oh, she's being dramatic. It wasn't even that big of a deal. The guy said some stuff. So what? But, but what you have to recognize is that in that situation, the, the man is showing that he's not viewing her as a full human being, you know, worthy of, of being treated right. He's literally viewing her as only having value in a sexual manner. And when you devalue somebody as a human being, when you only see them as a one-dimensional human being, that to me creates this this mindset of of you then can treat that person as such. You don't have to treat that person as a complete human being, right? You don't have to treat them with respect because they are beneath you at that point, right? And and I'll, I'll pull up that that article just to kind of quickly reference it when I was talking about some of the the rates of women being uh you know victims of dating violence, victimization, and and sexual harassment. But Latina women face that at an increased rate. And there's there's no mistake behind it. Again, when you see those tropes of the spicy Latina, the big booty Latina, all these these different things that that strictly make our women a one dimensional character uh, and, and basically a one dimensional toy that is only meant to be played with in a certain manner. Right. That's how men are viewing them in these instances. It then sets them up to be put in in positions where their lives and their well-being could be put at risk. Right. Because. We, we then create a culture where men don't view them as, as being needed to be protected or, or be treated correctly. You know, we, we view them as they have one job and it's their duty to do said job, right? And that is such a dangerous and toxic sort of mindset, you know? And, and again, AOC is literally walking to work and probably the most public job a person could have 
and is still facing this level of, of harassment. You know, think about the everyday person walking to their job, walking to their car. I mean, I'm sure there are so many women listening to this that can relate to this this story. And I just want to point it out to any men that are listening to to really think about it from from their perspective. You know what I mean? They're going about their everyday life and some dude is saying some, you know, uh, off color comment to them. And while for us, it may just be like, oh, he, he's giving them a compliment. Why can't they just take a compliment? No, you, you have to recognize that what what may per- be perceived as a compliment or somebody recognizing you also means that somebody is is putting their attention and focus on you. And this person is showcasing that they want something from you. And and uh, in, a, in a world where, you know, oftentimes men feel like they could just take whatever they want, this becomes a scary thing for for a woman, you know. Uh, it, it's not just a a simple compliment or, or or something like that. You know, it puts them on on high alert because you know this this person is expressing that they want something from you, and they felt bold enough to be able to tell it to you to your face. You know, where does that boldness then stop? You know, where where do they draw the line between you know uh, having some sort of restraint and then just deciding they're going to take what it is that they want? You know, from you. And again, if we are not viewing women as a, a full human being with a wide range of value and emotions and, and everything in between, it becomes very easy to sort of just, you know, I think for for a lot of these cases, if you were to talk to men who commit, uh, you know, acts of, of sexual violence or, or harassment, you know, they're, they're not viewing the, these women as, as full human beings. They're viewing them as having a sole purpose, you know, that they are just solely there to, you know, quench whatever thirst this, this dude has at, at, at that time. And it's just something to, to keep in mind, you know, again, this podcast is all about pushing ourselves to to be better. And that means having a lot of these these types of, of conversations about where we are lacking. And as a man, I think it's important to to take a stance and 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 push, you know, uh, my my fellow, uh, you know, brothers in, in life, you know, that that we have to be better and we have to stand up and and, and make our, our our women in our community feel protected because sadly, they are are being, you know, victimized in, in various ways. And, and uh, we exist in a society that only contributes to that. Now, with that said, let's kind of tie everything we've been talking about on today's show in a neat little bow in a segment we call Conclusion Stew. But first, let's take a quick break and then we'll be right back. Hola, que tal? This is Cheekies from the Cheekies and Chill podcast. For whatever reason, or absolutely no reason at all, sometimes we all just need some time to turn off and get away. A lot of times on the My Cultura Podcast Network, our storytellers share their adventures and tips for living our best lives. And why not? With the Delta Sky Miles Platinum American Express card, you can easily check off all those dreamy destinations, como la playa que viste en ese show, or climbing that mountain on your screensaver. I see you. No matter what kind of traveler you are, and no matter the reason, the Delta Sky Miles Platinum American Express card is the way to go. If you travel, you know. When you buy a new house, you might say, Shut the front door. Winning. No, seriously, shut the front door. We own this house now. But you actually need to say, Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. That's right. The local State Farm agent is there to help you choose the coverage you need. Welcome to my crib. (laughs) No one says that anymore, but I don't care. So just remember, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm, Bloomington, Illinois. 
Residents at Brightview Senior Living Communities enjoy enhanced possibilities, independence, and choice. Brightview Dulles Corner in Herndon and Brightview Great Falls offer vibrant senior independent living, assisted living, and memory care services through various daily programs and cultural events. Chef-prepared meals, safety and security, transportation, resort-style amenities, and high-quality care. Everything you need is here. Discover more at brightviewseniorliving.com. Equal housing opportunity. Time for conclusions. All right, so obviously we talked about all this stuff, and it's been a bit heavy. And and even just again, like I, I talked about when the hell does cat crawling ever work? Like I I again never got the concept of of dudes being so aggressive. Like I don't see how you think that that's gonna get you the the woman that you're attracted to. And man, it it just doesn't make any sense. You're yelling at a woman down the street. Like the idea of cat crawling never made sense to me, right? Or or you're walking in a or a girl's walking through in a club with all her friends, and you're making some sort of fucking like off-colored weird uh side comment or whatever and like you think that's what's gonna gonna get you you know what i mean like get you the girl like like you you literally you know there's dudes on the street who look like bumps or might even actually be homeless uh you know yelling at at attractive women like what result do you think that you are going to get in that situation it just doesn't it doesn't make you know any any sense to me you know what i mean like i i i know for sure the in my own circumstances the way that i've gotten you know in my relationship with the woman that i you know was completely head over heels for and am was pulling out the the red carpet you know what i mean and and really showing her how much i valued her and that you know opened up the the floodgates for me to be with the woman that i dreamed about being with right so i don't i don't understand anything less from from you know uh from from men and, and why we you know I don't know, really just have this lazy perspective and this incredibly toxic perspective on, on how we treat women and then oftentimes wonder why it's not not working. I don't know, from a lighter perspective. But on a serious note, you know, I think we as a society and, and a lot of the examples in media, you know, this idea that we make women, particularly Latin women, uh, because of their their features, we make them these one-dimensional creatures that are literally solely there to serve us in a sexual nature. And that creates a very dangerous atmosphere for them out there in the world and creates a really toxic atmosphere out there that is not safe for them, right? And doesn't provide protection for them. And, and they, they honestly need it, you know? And, and it's, it's something that specifically happens with, with Latin women, right? You know, white women are always perceived to be softer and, and kind and this and that, right, in the media. But Latin women are spicy and they're crazy and this and that, right? And again, that creates this this mindset that they are not full human beings and that because of their quote unquote personality type, they are, uh, you know, free game to be spoken to in crazy ways to be viewed as only valuable when it comes to sex. But you don't want to get in a relationship with them. You don't want them beyond just having sex one night. Right. They're just there to check a box. And that opens itself up to a really toxic environment and one that that really is of no surprise why women of color, uh, specifically we're talking about Latin women here, are victims of sexual assault and harassment at, at you know higher rates than than other communities you know and again as as a man it's important to try and correct this behavior if you have friends that that participate in these things you know checking them or if you have a, a son or daughter teaching teaching them the the better way you know 
and, and, and women, you've already experienced this. You, you know these things, right? And I appreciate you having these conversations. I appreciate people like AOC having these conversations and sort of pointing the mirror at us as men, uh, you know, to, to the toxic behaviors that we contribute to in this world. And then it's up to us as men to, to correct it. And I hope that, you know, this inspires some of y'all to, to take that stand in your life and uh, help end this, this generational curse that is this idea of machismo culture, of toxic masculinity, and, and valuing the women in our community, you know what I mean, who, who do so much for us and making sure that they feel safe in, in this world. And I want to just make sure I, I put a spotlight on the importance of that. Now, with that said, thank y'all so much for tuning into today's episode. I appreciate y'all at DJ Dramos on Instagram. If you want to uh, get in touch, I promise we'll have an asset good and go for our next episode. This week has just been crazy this far. And uh, man, Dramos.com, you'll check out some merch. Please like, subscribe, review, comment, wherever you, you check out the podcast. That is always appreciated. Share it with a friend. And uh, man, we'll be back on Thursday for our Thursday Trends episode. Until then, stay safe, and I'll talk to y'all soon. Peace. Life as a Gringo is a production of iHeart's My Cultura Podcast Network. When are you an American Express member? When you travel with the American Express Platinum Card and have access to Centurion Lounges at over 40 locations worldwide, you're a member. When your American Express Platinum Card gets you seated at exclusive tables at renowned restaurants through Global Dining Access by Resi, you're a member. When you arrive at live events through dedicated American Express Card member entrances at select venues, yeah, you're a member. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Residents at Brightview Senior Living Communities enjoy enhanced possibilities, independence, and choice. Brightview Dulles Corner in Herndon and Brightview, Great Falls, offer vibrant senior independent living, assisted living, and memory care services through various daily programs and cultural events. Chef-prepared meals, safety and security, transportation, resort-style amenities, and high-quality care. Everything you need is here. Discover more at brightviewseniorliving.com. Equal housing opportunity.